Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club with the very funny Dave Juskow. Dave, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm having a good time. Good. It's good to have you back here. Thank you. You know, I like it here a lot. Everybody's really nice and friendly. And I like my after show beer very much. Yeah, we well, we've got happy. good people here, and you've been here for some uh, fun nights. I think you. I, were... I was only here that one time with Artie. Yeah, that was, was a, that was a that super was, fun oh night. Oh my yeah. god, that was an insane night. That was yeah, because Amelia was here that had... night too. Yeah, yeah, that was I think the best night we ever had here. We had two... well, I think I was the reason that Artie came. Like, I yeah, mean, I got Amelia asked yeah, me to you, go get you him. Made him yeah. come. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have that power. Now I, I can't say Artie stopped doing coke. It's not working. Apparently, no one can. No, nobody can. Yeah, it's tough. But I know that was that was a fun night, and glad to have you back tonight. Thank you. It's good to see you. It was fun. What have you been up to since that night? I feel like I haven't seen you for uh, pretty much it. About, it was close to it <laughs> was like almost two. It years could be ago. two years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was probably two years ago. I don't. I really haven't done that much. Nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> no, I got fired from my job of 20 years. That was true when I said that on stage. I, Are you serious? I got me tooed. Yeah. You got me tooed. I was working there for 20 years. It was a law firm. That was my actual job. And, you know, I, I mean, I still was in comedy, but not very good. But, uh, you know, I've been doing comedy for years, but yeah. I always had a regular job. Yeah. And I liked that I'm the job. same way. It's nice to have, oh, you too? Yeah. yeah. You got to have health insurance, right? Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I got me too. And I tried to kiss the receptionist and then they, you know, were angry. Wait, when, when did you try to kiss the receptionist? We're going to have to talk through this so you the don't day after, sound like a bad guy. I don't care. It doesn't bother me in the least. I, I don't care, care anymore. Because I know you're a nice guy. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I know I'm a nice guy. Fortunately, the other kids in the law firm still talk to me like they know I'm not a monster. Yeah. There's this crazy, crazy girl that everybody told me not to deal with, but I can't help myself. I like the crazies. And um, she was, kept asking me out. I got 48 pages of text, which is like, when are we going out? When are you going to take me out? Can I come over? Can we smoke? You know, like all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm not sure exactly what happened. And then you tried to kiss her one night? And yeah, yeah. The we're, night the uh, HR director left, we were celebrating. <laughs> it's kind of the, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really and then that day really screwed I, the pooch on this one. I also, the day the HR director left, I hated him so much. Um, I told all the girls in the office they were hot. Well, the hot girls. I said, now I can tell you, you're hot. What are you going to do? Who are you going to tell? Oh That's why it's God. so embarrassing. I got fired the next day. I'm so angry. Wait, how long ago was this? May 10th. Oh, God. Yeah, May Dave. 10th. You got you to gotta keep your but I got finger her fired on the pulse too. of society a little bit better here. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. Wait, you tried to kiss a woman that you work on with. On a date. Like at, at, a, at a bar. So, you know, okay, so drinks she, in. So we she... were doing blow. But... <laughs> This is not a, that kind of podcast. Is it your parents? No, this is this fine. Or? I'm just hoping that somebody else will hire you after this. Don't oh, no, 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 no. I'm don't worry. Gonna... Luckily, no one listens no, to this. No, this is it. This is uh, it. <laughs> so, all right. So, let me get this straight. So, uh, so crazy receptionist harasses you until you go out with her. Was this the first time you guys went out? No, we'd been out a couple times. You'd been out a couple times. Did you kiss her before? No. So this... But she would always say, like, you know, like, I could go for a guy like you, whatever. Like, I mean, there, there was no, but it's always like that Woody Allen, like, played against Sam, where this happens to me all the time. Girls are just like, yeah, I love to, I, I don't know what language you use here but it's just like i i love sex i i'm all about sex we call it fucking here. Oh, okay i wasn't sure if i, I yeah, was trying to be polite say the so fuck yeah you want, i like Dave. to fuck i like this and then and then you make the move like what do you take me for that's from this woody allen movie called play it against Sammy. and then it, it's a picture of him walking out he goes how can i misread those signs <laughs> and that's what always seems to happen so, all right so you're on a third date with this woman at this point yeah definitely and so in the first two dates had there been any, like, had it come close to kissing? Had there been, no, like... we just hung out. But this time, after we, I made the move, and she wasn't going for it, she said, 
like a, a half hour later after thinking about it, she goes, you know, you're going to have to put in a lot more time and effort if you want a piece of this. She wasn't black. Uh, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, that's what she said. So I was like, oh, all right, I got to put in time. And then we held hands and I walked her to the subway. And the and next day I was in trouble. So the, and the next day she and people at my office told me I was set up. Why would she do that? That's why we can't figure out her end game. But I told you I got her fired, too. That was all true when I said on yeah, stage. I don't so know if you heard, but I got her fired, too, because she was selling cocaine from behind her desk. Because I purchased the cocaine from her. From But I had texts. I'm like, fuck her. I'm going to get her fired, too. So wait a, wait a second. I right. probably shouldn't so have told you all this. No, no, no. <laughs> so, okay. So, so she, you go in the next day. She's reported you for trying to kiss her right. on a date that she had pressured you into going on with her. That's right. And when they told you this, did they tell you you were fired, or did they ask you what happened? No, they happened? were they were doing an investigation. Okay. But then my spies told me I was screwed anyway. Plus, there was some other stuff with like this paralegal. I said um, she was black. Well, also, and she you were went, going around telling everybody they're hot. That right, right, right. And case. plus, this paralegal was black. She was hot, and um, I said the only reason she had gotten into yell was because she was black. Which was true, because she's an idiot. This is a girl that six months before I had just met her, we made out, and then she told me that she had just gotten raped the night before. I know this is a really fucked up uh, podcast. Jesus Sorry, you weren't it. expecting this. Holy shit. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, don't you think you should report that to the police? She goes, nah, he was following me. I know she, I mean, she's a crazy person. I got me too by two crazy, crazy individuals, and that's what makes, although I sound crazy right now. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, this definitely, this, this definitely seems like on. a bed that you made. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's all my fault. So, uh... <laughs> but I also yeah. had problems with this firm before. They, the HR, the previous HR director was a woman, and she tried to kill me at the office Christmas party. Um, Literally? Yeah, she uh, choked me and broke a blood vessel in my eye. Um, she said she knew martial arts. What the? F- yeah, apparently I annoyed Wait. her so much. I'm really good at annoying people and getting them to do things they wouldn't normally do. I'm that guy. Interesting. I'm annoying. I, I don't find you annoying. <laughs> Thank you. But a lot of other you're, people you're, do. Some of your judgment seems highly questionable. Yeah, I'm an idiot. No, I'm a genuine idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you made some very questionable decisions here, Dave. I, well, that's, sure. again, that's why nobody's ever heard of me before. I mean, that's why <laughs> that's why you end up with a regular job. And You know what's funny, you know, though? You're not on a TV is show. Is that uh, if, as a comedian, you had done any of these things, you would actually become more famous. Well, it's funny because of the things that the people know, this kind of stuff, I get a interesting reputation because everybody knows this part of my life they talk about it at the comedy cellar all the yeah. time and it does give me this great reputation in, in like it's cause like this guy's out of his mind there's these stories no one else has because nobody usually works a regular job but this is the kind of th- yeah this is like a story like if you'd done this in a you know in the comedy scene you could have catapulted yourself that's enough for well me. that's the thing so with the with the, with the guy with the hr director who tried to kill me you know people were like why would she get that angry and she was saying, like, oh, he was in the elevator with me, and he goes, where do you live? You live on the Upper West Side, right? I'm going to ride my bike around your house this weekend. If you come out, we'll have a conversation. That's what he said to me. And the other girls in the office were just like, he says that to all of us. What's the matter with you? You know, like, it's just they, I, the people that don't get it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I well, get I don't know. I guess But that's I... not a bad thing to say to someone. And I was doing the accent, the Travolta, like, uh, hey, come outside. We'll have a conversation. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing to say. I think, uh, you know, I think the problem is uh, that you, you probably come across as a little creepy. Mm. Maybe, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you don't 
get it and you don't yeah. get me, yeah, then it's all of it's creepy. No, no, you. I know you're a nice guy, but I, but if I, I could imagine you saying that to I somebody yeah. in an elevator and then being like, what the? F-? But, I, I can't but, imagine them then wanting to choke you to death. That seems like an well, overreaction. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's because I kept getting away. You would think if anyone would know not club. to do that shit, it would be the HR director. I, that's what makes it a classic story. People were like, you got to go to the HR. I'm like, no, you're not listening that's to the, the one story. That's the one who choked me. Yeah. Oh but that's God. the thing. It's like, I, I, you know, it was just this boys club. I kept getting away with stuff, and it was driving her to the point of where... I'm going to kill him! You know, like uh, John Candy and Stripes. Why didn't you, you know? just get you fired sooner? Well, that's the thing. It's amazing that I lasted 20 years. It's amazing that it took this you know, time to actually fire. They suspended me twice. So were you relieved when you got fired? Like, yeah, no, fine. I was shocked and upset. And it took a month. A month of the shock. Yeah. To, I've been working every day. Not just 20 years, but like 30 years. And at other jobs before that. You know, I mean, I've always had a job. So to not wake up and have a job, it was very, very shocking. So what are you doing now? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I come are here. you looking? No. Now I'm a professional stand-up comedian. That's great. <laughs> well, I the, Congratulations. Ironic, thank you. I know it's funny. I just it's keep telling people that because I I've actually make money at comedy, now, which I've never been able to do before. It was just a coincidence. I have shows at the cellar coming up that pay. And then I'm opening for Sarah Silverman, um, like a tour. Oh, that's fantastic. But she asked me to do this before this happened. It was just a coincidence. Yeah. Like, uh, Does she know about all this? Yeah, I told her about it, but it's, you know, it's funny. I, she asked me to do it in April. She goes, I need you to open for me for this tour I'm doing. I'm like, after what happened last time? Because I kind of stink. <laughs> and I opened for her in Toronto, and they were very polite. They did not boo. But it was there. If they weren't in <laughs> Canadian, I think they would have. It didn't go well. That's why I was like, you sure you want me? But I think she just likes having friends go on tour with them. So even, yeah. even the bad ones. I mean, obviously, I'm going to make her look amazing. <laughs> wow. So this is how comedy's done. Like when she gets up. Oh, this is comedy. Yeah. David, my, I, think, my sister I think you're too hard on yourself. Sometimes. I mean, I did okay today because I've been practicing for these gigs with Sarah. But yeah. many times after not doing it. I'm not hard on myself. It's a real thing. Oh yeah, no. I mean, if you're not, uh, if you're not getting up and working those muscles, my sure. sister bought my nieces and nephew to one of my. They come to a couple of shows and they saw one, and I was horrible at the cellar, the comedy, the great comedy cellar. Right? It's embarrassing, yeah. you know. Like, I mean, if you're performing at the cellar, you're not bad at comedy. But I'm not past there. They just let me perform there for some reason. I t- I have a good. How does it? Bec- I told you, you I had be one past good there performing there. I had one good set in 1996. And it's that seems to, I'm telling you. Wait, how are you performing at the cellar without being passed there? I don't understand that. They let me do shows there. They let me do. Sounds work. like you're passed then. I'm not though. I'm telling you. So I they don't, don't book you. They do not book me. I book my own shows and I have my own shows and I book all the other comics. And I used to do these readings down there and stuff. And I would always have to go in front of the owner. Okay. But he likes me. So, yeah. you know, it just, but I had these shows and then my sister would say like, Somebody would go up after me, be like, "You see, kids, this is how comedy's done." Like after I'd get off, like, I'm like, "All right, all right, let's just relax." I used to be good, remember? Well, look, uh, my advice is at the cellar. Uh, maybe don't date anyone there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wrong time yeah, to take a sip right. of that Sorry, beer. Yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely. Oh, right. we got our first spit take. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, um, Noam, the owner of the cellar, asked me if I'd like a job there when he heard I got fired. Yeah. As like the manager of the restaurant. You know, they have the yeah. olive tree. Do you go to the city a lot? or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in the city three days a week for work, and I, I run some shows at New York Comedy Club. So, yeah. Right, right. So, um, you know, the olive tree, like yeah. the upstairs. He asked me to, like, run it, you know, like, um, and I was interested because I wasn't doing anything. But I knew that if I took that job, 
that would be it. You know, that'd be, I'd never, that would be, they don't allow people to work there and then do shows. Yeah. You know, that would be yeah. the end of any, whatever I have going on now. But, um, you know, they're just, they're nice to me there. Yeah. I don't know why. So do you want something full-time right now, or are you kind of like... No, I just, I don't know. I have a plan that I think I can float till January 1st, mm-hmm. and then if I let go of my apartment, because it's rent-stabilized, yeah. I can. they'll pay me to leave, and then I can last another two years. Oh, wow. Then I'm going to kill myself. That's oh, my exit that's strategy. A, I'm sorry. I know it's plan. weird. Uh, well, it's not the worst one. Three years is super fun. I've been having a really good time. Well, that's good, but uh, you know, maybe there's more than three years left for maybe you. Maybe something will happen. I like what? <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe something, no, maybe something good will happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hope so. You know, maybe I'll pass. It I, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't know. Like, if good things happen, when your plan is just like, oh, I'll ride it out three years and then kill myself. Like, uh, I'm you, gonna be old anyway. There's wanna, not much time left I after think, that. How anyway. old are you? Fifty-four. You've got more than three years left, you psychopath. Do you know that um, at the track in Jersey at Monmouth Racetrack this year in August, where my birthday is, I'll be able to go in for half price. That's fantastic. Fifty-five. I've never been more excited Maybe you in my make whole three life. And a half years. <laughs> I'm like so excited to get discounts. <laughs> I'm like so excited. And the, what's better than to do it at the track for the first one? I mean, that's like the best thing. <laughs> I go to the track all the time. I like to gamble. Oh, man. I like the ponies. I'm already an well, old you know man. What? I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope you win gambling. Thank you. And, uh, and, and I hope you get another plan together. I don't like your plan A right now. I think it's a shit yeah, plan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't mess up your podcast by saying all these weird oh, things. Oh, no. This is this is definitely the weirdest episode we've had for sure. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, I you don't have to be sorry. It it's fine. No, no, no. I've been talking about rape <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I... Don't worry. We don't have an HR director here, so you're okay. Well, let's talk about something fun. I made a movie about the Cars, the band from the 80s. Oh, years yeah? Ago, and uh, that was fun. What was that called? Turbo Charge, yeah. the unauthorized story of the cars. I didn't have permission. And I wrote my own cars to songs. You can't see it anywhere, so I don't know why I'm telling you, but I, I want to put it out somewhere. But there's this... Like, is it just like a weird piece of fan fiction? It's it's based on truth. You can't, you I play Rick Kasich. You can't write cars songs. Only the cars can write I was cars able to write songs. one that sounds kind of similar. <laughs> It goes, how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you know? How did you? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, not bad, right? kind of cars. So I found these bunch of Cars fans that have a podcast, and they worship the movie. <laughs> it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like, they just, so all they do is talk about wait, it. Wait, but you can't see this movie? No, I can see it. Why not? I just gave it to them as a, here you go, you can have it. Why don't you put it on YouTube or I, something? I don't know. Everybody keeps saying that. I'm not sure how to do it. I want to do it the right way. I was, I, I felt it deserved, I paid for it all myself. I wanted to I want to do it like on a streaming service somewhere. Throw it up on YouTube. Get some. I don't want to do it on YouTube. I want people to pay a dollar for it or 99 cents. Mm, I wonder how you can do it then. Because I want people to like actually have to pay 99 cents. Because then it seems worthwhile. There's got to be a way to do it. I know. There's got to be something I... I Called Conan Maybe, O'Brien. Uh, check out like Patreon or something like that. That's like a. Pay I don't know site. what that is. It's like, I a, called it, it's like a website where you can get like subscribers to your art. So I don't know if I'd call it art. I mean, a tells in it's it. Definitely art. He put we uh, end up on his uh, on Insomniac at the end of the movie. Oh yeah. I play Rick Ocasek, and it's all like real. It's not like a documentary or anything. And um, yeah, we all end up on Insomniac at the end. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so this stupid. This is so fucking crazy. This is the weirdest stuff. One guy called it a quirky movie <laughs> about a quirky band. So all right. I had all these facts about the cars, and the whole premise is that they suck so much in, li- in concert that they're going to prepare for Live Aid in 1985. They're like, we're going to show the world we know how to rock, and we're going to put on the best show of our lives. And then Phil Collins ends up screwing them because remember you wouldn't remember, but it, it's he it, during Live Aid he 
took the Concord and he played in London and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And they were so obsessed with him doing both cities in one day that they cut away from the cars and just so Phil Collins at the airport. Are you and serious? they put the cars in the right hand box. And when I saw that in 1985, that's when I came up. I'm like, someday. And let me, no one else had that plan. Well, I'm, an, I'm an idiot. I told you. It's like, who would think of doing something like that? It's stupid. Well, Dave, I think the you got to you find a way to get that out there. Uh, you know, maybe this blows up and, uh, you know, maybe this uh, three years and kill yourself plan could go away. Wouldn't that be funny uh, if turbocharge was the, the answer? You know, um, Jonathan Katz from Dr. Katz tells the story. He's a snowman from like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Do you know him? Do you remember Dr. Katz? Yes. Yeah. And then John Benjamin is our manager. That's the guy who's in Bob's Burgers. Yeah, of course. This sounds like uh, there's a lot of good comedians. Kevin you know Brennan's what? in it. He plays uh, Alan Hunter, one of there. the BJ's. Talk, talk we have all these fun people. Mind. We got some good shit here. Uh, mm. So, Dave, I, uh, we got to wrap up here. What? What are we going to wrap up? Oh, it's a, a very time. short podcast. Oh, we well, can stay right. and hang that's out. Smart. You know, I got to do smart. another one with Turner too. Oh, right. Um, but look, uh, I feel bad. I'm sorry. I feel like I messed it up. No, can no, you were great. So, yeah, of course. All right. In the meantime, though. So where can people find you? Obviously on tour with Sarah, which is fantastic. Yeah. When I'm does the tour, tour start? Well, it started in April, and then our next gig is July 18th at the South Street Seaport at Pier 17, oh, that awesome. rooftop one, and then Bethlehem Casino and the Borgata. Cool. And then I have my show at the Cellar on August 5th, my birthday show. Sweet. Yeah. And that'll be 58? Five. 55. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think it's 57. Right, right. No, it's 54, and I'm then losing. at the track, 55, I can get in for half price. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, come on. I'm sorry, I'm losing <laughs> losing here. Dave, it was a pleasure to have yeah, you. It was so nice uh, to be on. Thank good you. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Uh, you know what? We're definitely going to have you back, and we're also going to have you back uh, more than three years from today. That'll be so nice. So plan to be alive. I like it here. All right, oh, Dave, it's nice. been a real pleasure. Yes. Thanks for not trying to kiss me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And of course, to Vans, who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.